Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. Our scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, your spirit has been with us already through liturgy, through song, through silence. In the gathering we had this morning of the community, your spirit has woven throughout our family. So as your spirit is embedded in our hearts, O Lord, this day, I humbly pray that it would fill our hearts up, that we would feel your presence in our lives and go forth from this place so that we would be a changed people, to be not just hearers of your word, but doers of your word. In your Son's holy name we pray. Amen. In my first appointment uh, years ago, we had a woman who, three years into my time there, began to struggle. She began to realize that God was calling her into ministry, even though she was now in the middle age category, if you will. Later in life, a mother and a wife, having been a school teacher, now a stay-at-home mom, and feeling called to ministry. And so in her second career nature and exploring this call, she decided to go to Duke Divinity School, but to drive back and forth each day from Thomasville to Durham. So every Tuesday through Friday, she was on the road every day. But on top of all of this, she also had a very small part-time job at the church, 
wanting to serve and to gain some experience. So our plan had been that on Fridays that she got out of class early and that she would come to the church and that she and I would sit down and I would bring her up to speed on all that had happened in the life of the church that week and help talk about what we were going to be doing in worship on Sunday so that we could get ready and that worship would be as glorious as it could be. So while she is on this trajectory, as she is driving back and forth, the powers that be in the state government decided that that would be an excellent time to widen I-40 between Greensboro and Durham. So you know what happens anytime there's this project where you widen the highway, if you don't shut it down like right-thinking people might do, you basically take all the same traffic and you shut one lane down while you add another and just make everybody mad. So invariably, about two o'clock on a Friday afternoon while Peggy was driving back and forth, my phone would ring. I'm stuck, help me get home. And so I would sit there and listen and we would talk through and I'd pull out a book called The Gazetteer, which is a great big fancy word for book of maps. So in the days before Google Maps and the days before Waze, Peggy would just call. And so when my phone would ring at two o'clock, I would pick it up and it got to the point where I no longer waited to see who was on the other end. I just said, where are you? Always dicey, but fun. Um, if it's not Peggy. But anyway, Peggy said, where, you know, I would ask, where are you? She would tell me, and then I would flip open the book and find out where she was and then find the best set of back roads to get her from wherever she was on the other side of Greensboro to Thomasville, North Carolina. And while we were on the phone and we would talk for the rest of her drive-in, we sort of did that staff meeting. I would fill her in on what happened in the life of the church, what we needed to be thinking about for the weekend worship services, we would talk about her classwork, what she was learning, how it might be lived out in the life of the church. But as we would talk every once in a while through the twists and the turns and the dead ends, we would come to the occasional traffic jam. Always there seemed to be a fork at the road. And she would say, I'm coming up onto an intersection, a fork in the road, which way do I go? And of course, having the maps there, I would follow along and tell her right, left, whichever the case may be. You know, I've thought about that. I've thought about those, year, those three years that she was doing that. I thought so much about how life reflects faith so often. Sometimes things seem to be so smooth in our lives to be running along just perfectly until they're not, right? Every once in a while the road gets rough or we have to yield or we come to a dead end. But more often than not, we come to a fork in the road. See, the season of Lent is a time for you and I to focus on our relationship with the divine, to realize that our God in heaven is the master cartographer, the one that has drawn together the maps of the world. And that no matter where we find ourselves, that there is always a road. No matter what fork in the road we come to, there is always a road that leads us back to God. A road that will always lead us to Christ. In our text today, Jesus has been baptized. That happened earlier. And then he's been baptized and led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And as it was time in the wilderness, it was time for him to determine how he would live out his ministry, what it would look like. And as it would happen, he is tempted by the devil, a fork in the road indeed, if you will. And that fork in the road is trying to figure out how he will live that ministry. Would he focus his ministry on his power and his fame and his self-glory? Or would his ministry instead be one of servanthood, of peace, 
love and humility. The devil has got him there, and the devil decides he's going to tempt him, hoping that he'll choose that more self-centered, that more personal way. So the devil, knowing that Jesus has been in the wilderness for 40 days without anything to eat, he looks at Jesus and he says, you know, Jesus, hey, you see these rocks over here? You know you have the power to turn them into bread. Now, Jesus always a little more, a little more omniscient than everyone else in the conversation. Jesus realizes the game and Jesus puts a little scripture back on the devil. And he says from Deuteronomy, you will not live by bread alone. But the devil not to be stopped. The devil takes Jesus to the mountaintop, shows him all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil says, now, Jesus, this can be yours. If this one time you'll just bow down and worship me, you can have all of this. And again, Jesus goes back to Scripture and he looks at the devil and he says, Now you know, it says there should be no other gods before God and that you should only worship the Lord your God in heaven. Now the devil's probably getting frustrated at this point. And so the devil takes Jesus to the the tallest point of the temple, up way up high, and he says, Now look out over there. And the devil thinks, Okay, I can play the Scripture game too. So the devil says, now you know it's written in scripture that you can throw yourself off the top here and that God's angels won't let anything happen. Instead, we'll lift you up. And Jesus raises the ante. Again, back to scripture, Jesus says, you know, it says in the word, do not tempt your God. See, Jesus was standing there at that fork in the road. Do you go the way that God might want him to go, the way of humility and grace and peace and love and servanthood? Or do you take it the way that puts you on a pedestal and lifts you up as most important and takes care of yourself? And so at that crossroads, all that time that Jesus had spent in the wilderness in prayer and in fasting and in listening and studying the scriptures and recalling all of that, that's what influenced the way Jesus would drive his ministry. That's influenced who Jesus would be and how Jesus would show the world the road that God wants us to take. Many of you know my story that when I was at Davidson, I was an economics major, and somewhere in the midst of that, towards the end of my junior year, start of my senior year, I began to realize God's call upon my life. And as I started my senior year, I thought, you know, Glenn, you're an economics major. You've got the marginal propensity to consume. You've got that figured out. You know the diminishing returns to scale, econometrics, monetary policy. Those are all good things. They're probably not going to serve you really well in the church. Still debating that. Um, Haven't found a use for econometrics, but there's always tomorrow. But anyway, so I thought, you know, I should probably take some theology courses. I should probably learn that or something about it. And a good friend of mine, a hallmate of mine, who was a religion major said, I have got just a class for you. You should take this class on the theology of Karl Barth. It's going to be great. Now, I signed up for this. This is an upper level theology class. Remember, I'm down here in the economics world. May not have been the smartest move I made. Who knows? The vote's still out. But it was on the theology of Karl Barth. Karl Barth, who was a reformed theologian, read that to me, and essentially a Presbyterian. So I'm taking this class, and as we're going through this, it's me and about four or five other religion majors. Sam Maloney is the professor, great theologian himself, Presbyterian minister known as Shouting Sam because he liked to get excited and raise his voice in class, even if it was a small conference room. 
So we're talking about the doctrine of reconciliation, about God's plan to sort of bring all of us back into the fold. And so how God has this roadmap laid out and how no matter what we do in life, if God's plan is for us to come back home, it's going to work out. And I kept, I kept struggling with that, I kept thinking like, where's the choice in this? If this is already mapped out, what's the point of being? What's the point of living? I sort of thought, this feel like a puppet on a string then. And I kept getting, struggling with that. And Dr. Maloney, one day he realized that I was having trouble. And he said, you're having trouble with this, aren't you? And I said, I am. I said, I can't believe that there's not choice. I can't believe that it's already figured out, that it's already programmed, and we're just living it out. That we don't get up in the morning, that we don't have choices. We could choose whether we want to go the way God wants us to, or we can choose another direction. And he looks at me, and he takes his glasses off, and he goes, let me guess, you're a Methodist. I looked around to see if I was wearing a shirt that said that, but I said, yes, I am. I am a Methodist. He goes, now listen, I know you're going into the ministry, and before you go get, meet with the presbytery, you're going to have to get this figured out. You're going to have to understand. And I said, whoa, 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 presbytery? He says, yes, you know, when you go into ministry, be ordained, you've got to meet with a presbytery, and they're going to test you on theology, and you've got to understand this doctrine. I said, no, 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 no. See, I'm working through the conference. He goes, conference? Four years at a Presbyterian school and you're still a Methodist? I looked at him and said, it's predestined. <laughs> and with that, he figured out that maybe, just maybe, I had it figured out. See, what we believe in the United Methodist Church, we believe that God gives us free will. God gives us choices. And so we come to a fork in the road each and every day. When we come to that intersection, we have a choice. We can choose to go the way God wants us to go, or we can choose going the way we want to go. We can choose for ourselves. And as I think about that, I think back to my childhood when I first started to fall in love with reading. I read these books called Choose Your Own Adventure Books, and you would read down to the bottom of the page, and at the end of the page there was a choice that the character had to make, or there was something that was going to happen, and if you wanted this to happen or that to happen, it told you what page to turn to, and it changed the story. You see, I think our lives resemble a Choose Your Own Adventure book. See, each day we encounter that fork in the road and we have choices. We can choose the way that God wants us to go for ourselves, for the world, for God's kingdom. Or maybe we can choose what we want or what we think is best. See, it really boils down to a question of faith and of humility versus our own hubris. See, how we live is a matter of choice, and that is the grace and the joy of free will, because we can choose to live as God wants us to, as God teaches us to, or we can live as sort of peer pressure and society wants to drive us. But how we really make that decision when we're staring at that fork in the road, trying to decide do we go this way or that, really we can learn that through how Jesus dealt with the devil in the wilderness. See, he spent 40 days in the desert in prayer, in listening and reflecting on the scriptures, in having that humility of the spirit where it was not about himself, but about what God wanted for him and the world. We're in the season of Lent. 
sort of a wilderness of our own, aren't we? A 40-day period where we too can ponder the crossroads that come in our own lives. And so if we follow Jesus' example, if we spent time in prayer and in listening to what God would have us do, in taking the scriptures down off the shelf and opening the book up and reading through it and using the scriptures and reason and tradition and experience to sort of influence how we might do, how we might choose, that might set our direction. Because as as in a Choose Your Own Adventure book, each and every day we have a choice. We can choose to go the way God wants us to, or we can choose to go in a different direction. But here's the best part of this. No matter what we choose today, that tomorrow there will be new choices. And every opportunity, at every choice, there is a choice to go the way we would want to go or the way that God wants us to go. And see, God always has a road that God wants us to take, and that road will always bring us back closer to God, to the one that created us, loves us, and redeems us. But every day we have a new choice. And that's grace. That's the joy and the grace that God gives us that yesterday was yesterday, but today is a new day, and today there are new opportunities. So as you think about your life, what is the fork in the road that's in front of you? What is the fork in the road that you are faced with today? How might Scripture, reason, tradition, and experience help you make a decision? How might a time in prayer and in listening to God influence the choice you make? You know, the United Methodist Church seems to be at a fork in the road as well. A fork in the road about our future and our global nature, about who is valued and who is accepted. And each of us has stood or is standing or will stand in that very same spot in our lives. I mean, I've stood there as well. I've stood there and through prayer and through scripture, through relationships, through reason and tradition and experience, I've decided this. I've decided to take the fork that says that I wanted to be defined by who I accept, not by who I exclude. In other words, what I want to do is I want to let the world know that however you define yourself, however you call yourself, whatever stripes, whatever boxes you check off, that that doesn't matter to me because what matters most is that you are a child of God, a brother and a sister created by the same God that created and loved me. And I want to serve you. I want to love you just as you are. Because the God in heaven that I serve loves me just as I am. You know, as a congregation, we say that we love God and we love our neighbor. And so let those words define who we are to all the people to tell all the world that this is who this church is. And so that the folks at Centenary United Methodist Church, that we reach out to the world loving God and loving neighbor, and that's the path that we're going to take in our ministry here in Winston-Salem and around the world. So we stand at a crossroads, at a fork in the road every day. You and I are just a few days into this season of Lent, this wilderness, if you will. And like every journey in life, these 40 days, there will be rough patches. We may lose our way. We may have to yield. We may come to that proverbial fork in the road at home or at work, at school, 
or in our lives personally. But I think when we come to that fork in the road, I hope that what you and I will do is that we will pray, that we will turn to the scriptures, that we will listen to God, and we will use reason, tradition, and experience to choose the direction that God desires for us and for the world around us. That we will have a humility of spirit to realize that it's not about us, but it's about God's kingdom. And that's where we want to go. That's the route we want to take. And so that every day as we rise, that we accept God's grace that's in front of us and that we choose the fork in the road that leads us to God and to a greater kingdom. Because I think when we do that, when we do that, we tell the world that we serve a God of grace, that we serve a God of love, we serve a God that loves each and every person in the whole world. And that we are trying our best to choose the roads that lead us back to Christ. That lead us to the cross and God's ultimate love for each of us. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, or 11. Have a blessed day.